we talked about how important the dressing room was in hockey. Now removed from hockey, where do you find that dressing room? Like, where do you find that network? And how important is that when you finish playing? Yeah, it's super important because what's your comfort zone, right? Like you have that. I actually have two or three now. They've evolved into different sections. So me and my wife, that's the one that we sit on the couch. We talk. I have my oldest daughter's in university, so I'm half an empty nester. So I'm about two steps ahead of you guys here. Oh, yeah. Getting old and, and getting through that. It's quiet at times, but we spend a lot of time just figuring out what we're going to do, how it's going to go, how it's going to roll. We don't always agree. We work on a common ground and, and build from there. My other one is I, I got a buddy from high school. And back in the day, there was no cell phone. So he went to Wilcox. And when we would see each other in the summer, it's like we never left. Now he's got three girls that play hockey. So we talk a lot. We don't see each other quite often enough, but we do that. And, and the other one is my business and my staff. I try to treat my staff like my dressing room. We don't get to go quite as rude in the jokes as it used to be. <laughs> but Probably. I, I try and make it fun, right? Like for me, I don't want it to be a business for them. It's my business. They got to come out, work hard, do what I ask, but have fun. They got to come out and enjoy coming out because if I'm a butthead or an asshole, I don't know if I can say that, but I, yeah, it's not fun for them. They're not coming back. I want them to come back knowing, you know what? I have to work today. It's going to be a blast. We're going to have a hoot. I'm going to have some challenges. I got to work with kids. They might be tired. They might not listen. JP might ask me to do the stupid drill that I hate doing. They're, they're going to have a laugh, be it in the dressing room after when we're changing, on the ice, between breaks, whatever it is, they got to have a smile at some point. So I think I really try and take pride. The pressure's on me. It's my business. But my job is to help them have fun and, and grow themselves. What skills did you take from being a hockey player that you now use in your business? I, I know you're a skills coach, but from the business side, what skills did you take from being a hockey player to what you do now? I tell a lot of people I've been a first liner, I've been a fourth liner, I've been a healthy scratch. Two things that you can only control. How hard you work, how much effort you put into it. So those are the two things I do. Um, I'm on a 14-day stretch on the ice. I'm 47 years old. I'm on the ice every day. I'm the face of the company. I'm the one I talk to everyone. My phone's buzzing in my pocket. I probably got five phone calls to return because it's Friday and there's games. So it's I make sure I work hard. I don't expect anybody to work harder than I do. The staff are there. I'm the lead. They take off my lead. So if I slack, they have the opportunity to do the same. And by slack, I'm not going to take it easy, but we're going to have fun while we do it. We can work hard, have fun. And then I look at every hockey coach I've had from my minor hockey years all the way to my NHL years and overseas where I take a piece of every coach that I've learned something from, good or bad, that I want to retain or make sure I don't do as a coach. Is there anything that you would have told yourself or if you could go back to the last couple of years playing uh, in Switzerland, what would you have said to yourself? Enjoy the ride. I think you're so stuck in the moment that you are busting your butt you're focused on yourself. I think enjoying the ride is something, especially at the National Hockey League level, I didn't do. I was so worried. I was so perturbed. I was so stressed out that there were days you don't even sleep because you're scared of being sent to the minors. So I think enjoy the moment and don't worry about the business. But that's hard when you get to that level, as we've discussed. So do you, I'm just going to throw one more out there, Keith. So do you now being on the business side, are you enjoying the ride of building your business every day? Or are, do you use that mantra now that you, you wish you would have used maybe the last couple of years? 
yeah, I enjoy the ride. It's a different kind of ride because now we're not, fo- like I've already organized now, we're focusing on what's next. So it's more of a visionary approach. The, the fun part is being on the ice, playing with the kids, seeing them get that first slap shot off the ice, get that first a 10 and two turn, make the crossovers without wiping out, make the right read during the play, whatever it is that, ooh, we're on the right track. Look at that guy. Look at that girl. She's got it. She can see the play. She's noticing the play. We're on the right track, but we're focusing on what's next. And that's always the hard part is being in the now and in the next. So I'm practice planning for next week. What's our spring look like? What's our summer going to be? We're talking six, eight months out. And at first I thought, you can't do that. You got to be here. But if I'm not over there, there is no next when we get through this first program. So you got to have that double vision on that, which is tough because I want the kids to succeed. And I've got to be here now. But if I don't do it right now, there is no next. If I'm not prepared for the next, there is no now. So it's a double-edged thing. So it's quite interesting from the business standpoint of planning and organizing. And I'm a routine guy. So whenever there's change, that stresses me out, right? I like to know what I'm doing, how I do it. And my wife appreciates it and really hates that I'm such a routine person. So it's about like, okay, I want to get better as a group. How do I do that? Ooh, that's change. Do I want to take this course because... What if I don't get accepted into this course? Or what if I don't succeed in this course? Now does that fail on the business? Does it look bad on me? Does it look bad on my staff? So there's always the yin and yang of that. So it's quite challenging. It's quite fun. Um, But as you get older, I think you're worried less about others. That's the one thing I started to notice is that, okay, go for this course. If you don't get it, who cares? Apply next year. Big deal. That sounds easy to say. I'm starting to believe that. But it's hard in my heart because I am such a competitive person. Like, no way, man. That guy got in and I didn't. What the hell is going on here? I'm better than that guy. He's looking at, right? He must have put something. He paid those guys. No way. He got for me. That's my mind. <laughs> oh, fire away, Keith. It's so true that whole competitive nature that we, uh, at least as I've gotten to know you, Mr. VJ, it's uh, we do care less though as we get older. Yes. I, I know I do. I'm like, ah the hell who who, what's what (laughs) who cares nobody really cares right we see great job man good job behind the mic today jp thanks for coming in man i appreciate you coming in we uh we did it we did round two here the quality was great the content was great i thought you guys put on some uh, put together good conversation we see any closing words for today yeah no i want to thank jp again i think I, i feel like i've learned more about you even this time i know some of the questions were similar that we gone over but man i could talk to you for about three four hours easily i didn't even realize the time i wasn't paying attention but again thank you so much for coming on with us i think people are gonna love what you had to say and why i think we're gonna have to bring it back for round three i, I would so some, it. <laughs> something that jumps out for me both you guys is uh, as i spend more time with you dale and even you jp it's clear to me that as a as a as an outsider watching pro athletes, you think there's all this camaraderie and buddies and everybody's all best friends and hang out all the time. Oh, God, no. It's a bunch of independent contractors that are all brought together that yeah. when it's all said and done, you guys all leave and go back. You guys are all like, uh, what's that? Uh, you're all snipers. You're, you're all mercenaries, right? You're all brought together to do something. And then when that something is done, you all go in your own way. And, and I'm quite, I don't want to say surprised, but that's been probably the biggest thing I've learned from you guys and just talking to other pros is that there's camaraderie. Yeah. But there's, yeah, that camaraderie has an expectation. If you can help me, you're my buddy, right? Oh, you can help me get an extra year on my deal because you're going to give me 25 pass. I'm going to score 10 more goals. I love you. But you're not passing me the puck. You're an (laughs) a-hole. 
Yeah. And then you see it, then it's all, you, we all watch the television shows and we all watch the sports broadcasts and it's all about this when in reality, it's really not that. And then what I've also observed too, gentlemen, is that when the game is over, how much you all really lean on your wives and your partners, because that's who's been with you from day one. That's probably the, one of the only consistence that we have uh, is they're going to listen to the good, the bad, the ugly, the bitch session, the, oh my God, what are we doing? Get ready to pack your stuff. We're out of here. Yeah, that's exactly, and that's the exact impression I get from you, EC, is that when I've talked to you, it's how, how integral Lauren has been by your side through everything, right? So it's just, that's just that constant, isn't it? It's huge. They're, they're there. I, I, well, I, I, some people met their wives when they're in the league. I know a lot that have met them before and they're there from the start and they're there to the end. And a lot of the, the unfortunately, the people that you meet along the way are not there at the end. So I, I would say your one constant is your partner and going through the different things together where you're living a high life. And we talked about that and playing in the NHL and making good money as opposed to what are we going to do next? Now I'm, I used to be a hockey player. Now I'm a YouTuber now. Like it's stuff like that, that uh, yeah. that was a big difference. Interesting. Interesting. All right, gentlemen, listen, we got to wrap it up on the clock here. Dale, thanks for jumping in, pal. JP, thanks for jumping in, pal. Gentlemen, we'll do this again for round three and uh, we'll all do it again here in the lab. Awesome. Thanks, guys. And I'm going to do a little uh, swip to the solo camera here. And we're going to try something here with the camera. Here, we're going to do that. We're going to do this and take Dale off. Go here. Go there. And say, I hope you guys enjoyed another episode of Live in the Lab with myself, Keith Billis, and the driving host today, Dale Weiss. After the buzzer, what goes on after the game? I learn things on these shows every single time we do them, and I hope you guys do as well. So I invite your comments within the feed, and uh, we'll stay in touch along the way. We'll see you guys Monday, live in the lab, noon central, Monday to Friday, noon, minus six GMT. We'll talk to you guys. Ciao.